0: Welcome to DFS with Fields of Fantasy, hosted by Johnny B. Dowie and our DFS expert, Riku. Welcome to DFS with Fields of Fantasy, week 10. A big congratulations to Richie Martin, who won last week's competition. I believe that's a couple of times he's won now. And don't forget to enter our weekly league, the link will be in the description. So, Riku, how did you find week nine?
1: Yeah, I thought he was, I mean, it was CJ Stroud or nothing, and I had quite a bit of CJ, CJ Stroud, but the guy that killed me in some of those lineups was Bijan Robinson. Uh, I ended up profitable in the week, but not by as much as I would have liked, partly because I had a few duds in those lineups, so the likes of you know, Bijan Robinson. But I thought uh, it was a great spot for Stroud, uh, Against that Tampa pass defense and he had a career game, and I thought it was an ugly slate. So, if you think about on these ugly slates where there aren't high totals and we aren't expecting people to score or points, so those are the kind of uh, slates where one game, if that shoots out, uh, that can you know that can change the course of the slate. for anybody and you know, even if you look at the make maker winner. He had Stroud Noah Brown, Tank Dell. Uh, and also with uh Schultz, and that would have been you know, that would have been 140 or 50 points for not Matsari. So
0: incredible yeah. thinking this season a Texan stack is gonna win your DFS. I know, I know. We, I the would the not deal. have been saying that at the start of the season.
1: Yeah, Stroud is the real deal. So yeah.
0: can't I believe our league actually, where Richie Martin won, I believe it was a Cowboys stack. What? pull it into his favour. I'll just pull it up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dak Prescott, C D Lamb, and Jake Ferguson. Yeah. He also had the Browns in the defence, which was twenty three points. So that was big. Bijan Robinson he had in his flex it he only got six points. But you look at Dak thirty one points, C D Lamb thirty two, Jake Ferguson twenty two. It's a good stack, isn't it that?
1: Yeah, and it's fairly obvious in hindsight. And I had a few of those as well, but nothing around it. But I think the Browns defense is an interesting one because people don't like to pay up, but it was such an obvious spot. It's a top five defense. It costs four thousand two hundred. And you kind of think, do I get a cheap receiver for three thousand two hundred or something and then pay that defense? Or do I pay three thousand two hundred for defense and get a Wide receiver, 4,200, that can get you, you know, 10 points. So it's always, it's very hard to pay up for defences, but this week it definitely made sense. I didn't play any of the Browns' defence, although I knew it was the best defence uh, on the sleigh.
0: Yeah, I must admit, I, I paid up, but I went with the Saints, which I thought was going to be uh, a bad. They scored 13 points, which you would have took at the price. Yeah, well, I think... It, it's still 10 points off the Browns, isn't it? Yeah, that's
1: the thing, right? You, when you get these high-priced defences, they really have to separate because, you know, I, I had a lot of Packers last week, and I think they got 12 or 13 points. So if all the other defences around them score 15, 16 points, it doesn't matter. But when you get a 20-point return for 4,200, it makes sense, and
0: yeah. Yeah, so now we move to week 10, Let's have a little overview. What are we looking at this week?
1: I think it's a more interesting week than the last few we've had. Uh, There isn't like one game that shoots out. I guess the one that people will be looking at is the Chargers against the Lions, uh, Pavia Dome. That's a 48 and a half total. But around that, there's lots of other games that could take off. So you've got the Seahawks against um, the Commanders at 45 and a half points. You also have the Jags against the 49ers at 45 points. There's some potential weather concerns there with wind and rain. Uh, So we'll see how that uh, shapes out over the weekend. Uh, The other one is uh, the Bengals against the Texans at 46 and a half points, uh, which will be probably quite a fairly evenly contested game. But we've got four games with an over 45 point total which is very different to previous slates. And then you have some ugly games like the Ravens against the Browns and Steelers against the Packers. And uh, also one game that I'm not particularly keen is keen against is the Bucs against the Titans. But yeah, I think there's going to be clearly games that are likely to shoot out and there's going to be a few of them. So that means that ownership and doesn't gravitate towards one spot. So I think it's going to be an interesting slate. The only thing I'd say is Love the good offenses. So the likes of the Chiefs and the Bulls and Dolphins and on the slate. So again, like the QB ownership's going to be quite spread out in the stacks because there's not going to be that one stack that everybody's going to be targeting. So I think it's going to be interesting from that perspective. But yeah, it's a really good week and I'm looking forward to it after a few not so pretty weeks, at least from the first look point
0: of view. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. So we will move on to the quarterbacks. I will start with my higher end pick, which I think is incredible value. Goff, six thousand four hundred. For me, this is the shoot out of the week. Chargers secondary isn't great. They allow points. We always know Lions are great for fantasy. So I think he can cook in this game and at six thousand four hundred. I really like the value on that, so I think that's a bit of a no-brainer. I do think he will be the most owned quarterback, though. I think people will be looking at Goff and Herbert. I think at the price, you're probably going to go Goff because relatively cheap. Now, my cheaper quarterback. This is where I would take a gamble and pivot. I don't think he will be hardly owned. I think he's looked good in his first two games, and he's aired the ball a lot. Will Levis five thousand three hundred. We've seen what the we've seen uh, what Stroud did to Tampa Secondary is suspect. Now I know Titans don't. I know Will Levis isn't Stroud, but he does look good. So I think if you want to pivot away, save a, an extra thousand off Guff, stick it in a wide receiver. Will Levis could be a gamble. He's a massive gamble but he could be a good pivot.
1: Yeah, I like uh, Levis, partly because the Tampa front is very good, so nobody likes to run the ball at them, so you're going to have to pass the ball a lot. And again, when you're looking at the Titans, it is Levis and Hopkins who are going to be like together, paired together in many lineups, so I think he's he's an interesting one. I was looking at Goff earlier, and I like Goff. The only thing that I always worry about him is Home road split, so he's very good at home. Not so good away from home. However, they are playing in a dome this week, and one of the big advantages for the Lions at home is that they play in a dome, and Goff is a lot better in a dome. So I think the home road split won't be as stark as we've seen before. Uh, So I like Goff as well. The other ones that I like are uh, Joe Burrow against uh, the Texans. Uh, They play in a home. Uh, the only worry there is whether it's one of those games where they just run the ball a lot. So I do think, in order for Joe Burrow to reach his ceiling, um, he's you know it's going to have to be a competitive game. Uh, and then the other ones I was toying around. So you know you've got obviously Kyler Murray coming back against the Falcons at five thousand nine hundred. I think that's an interesting spot. But also there's a few other interesting spots on this slate. So Sam Howell. Playing against the Seahawks, uh, 5,900. And the appeal for Sam Howell is very much that he throws the ball so much, and that Washington offense has been sort of producing a lot in fantasy. So I do like the idea of Sam Howell. But yeah, I think there's a lot of good spots on this slate. There's a few clear stayaways for me, but I think mainly interesting. And I'll just call out one more quarterback, who's Joshua Dobbs, who's not, you know, It's all sexy name, but he's been really great uh, in fantasy this year. Even uh, last week, he had over 25 points and he played three quarters. So, you know, with the weapons he has for the Vikings, Jefferson might be coming back. Uh, He's a super interesting uh, running, super interesting quarterback, and he also uses his legs a lot. So, that's another book where I quite like Joshua Dobbs for that reason.
0: You you know what? I'm going to shout out Josh Dobbs. To go into a team, didn't even know half the players. I don't think he even looked at the uh, scheme. Ball. And to do that, he's had five clubs in two years. You know what? Shouts to him, man. He, he's, he's brilliant. I hope, he, I hope he does well. Um. Yeah, looking at Sam Howe, I like that, actually. I look at Will Levis as the same. You know, like he's going to be throwing the ball. I actually think Levis has good weapons as well with Hopkins, Burks. You know, you've seen some of the other wide receivers do well, Chig as well. So yeah, I like how um Burrows now has hit. He's hit form, hasn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. He's gone from in the MVP rankings from last week. He was twenty to one after last um, Monday night. He was seven to one in the MVP ranking. They reckon the only quarterbacks ahead of him is Lamar and Mahomes.
1: Yeah, I think this isn't Lamar week, uh, divisional matchup against Cleveland's defence, so it's all Lamar week. Uh, I always think with Justin Herbert, from a fantasy perspective, he underwhelms massively. He's a great green life quarterback. But for 7,700, uh, he does underwhelm. So even just looking at sort of his tally this season, he hasn't cracked 25 points once. Actually, just once, uh, twice, technically. So week two against the Titans, week three against the Vikings. But generally, he's around that 20-point mark. And even uh, we saw them play against the Jets on Monday Night Football. He got 7.7, 7.1 7. points. Uh, and he has a lot of like really low games. The other thing that I always worry about uh, Herbert and the Chargers is they really do spread around the ball a lot, particularly with Mike Williams and Josh Palmer out. So, you know, one week it could be Donald Parham Palmer, Palmer catching two touchdowns. The next week it could be Everett. The next week it could be uh, Quentin Johnson. So they don't really have a condensed offence. So it's really hard to pick who Goff's going to pass the ball to.
0: Yeah, I agree. So we'll go to running back now. My expensive pick is your guy, Tordi Palaz, 7,300. I don't think he's caught fire this season like last. But Looking at, the, I watched the full game Raiders Giants last week, and the Giants really struggled against the run. If Devito starts, which it's looking like he's going to, you know the Giants ain't going to put a point. So I just think it's one of them Cowboys couple of touchdowns, and they'll get back to the um, offensive last season where they just ran the ball to the ground. So I, I think this is actually could be Pollard's breakout week for the season. My low end is Najee Harris, 4,900. Now, I think I, what I like with him is he's having the last three games has been better than he, he you know, like people make out. Yeah. People like Warren, they're worried with the um, splitting carries, but well, Harris is still predominantly the main carrier. And in the last three weeks, he's had 14 points, 10 points, 15 points. At four thousand nine hundred, I think to be honest, if he can get you that, and he only needs an extra touchdown to really elevate that points total, so I do like Harris at that price.
1: Yeah, I like Harris as well, and I think he's going to go cheap. He's a guy that will get you fifteen carries and a few targets. So I think he's he'll get the workload. It's just his efficiency, but he could fall into the end zone twice and pay himself off handsomely. So. I do like that. Uh, I So I was thinking about Gibbs first, but but Montgomery back, I don't think he'll have the same workload that we've seen, so I think that's a big risk. I do like Travis Etienne. People don't like playing running backs against the 49ers, but actually uh, we've had Jerome Ford and Mix and crack over 80 yards against them. Uh, Etienne gets all the work in that backfield, even the goal line touches. With the weather concerns uh, out in Jacksonville uh, this weekend, I think it could be a more short passing ground game. So I think ETN could be an interesting one. And he's a great pivot of McCaffrey as well, who's going to be obviously very popular. Uh, and rightfully so, he's going to be sort of the top playoff, pay off the slate. Slate uh, He's 2,000 cheaper, 7,100. Uh, a few other considerations. Joe Mixon against the Texans. Texans are are not good on the ground. Uh, They have a decent secondary, but Joe Mixon is a good running back uh, in this matchup. I'm not a huge fan of playing him because he's not particularly efficient, but he does get a lot of targets. In the last game, he had six targets. The week before that, three and four and four. So he'll get a few targets. He'll get you 15 to 20 carries. Uh, If he can fall into the end zone, if Joe Burrow is very popular, I think he's a good play. And cheap ones, I have Najee Harris as well. Uh, but if I have to throw in someone as a bit of a punt, then uh, I, I'm not crazy about Matheson, but given the injury to Cam Akers, Matheson has been so bad this year. I think Matheson can be a very interesting option at 5,500, and he won't be highly played, but you yeah. know, he'll get you 15, 20 carries.
0: I had uh, Matheson last week, and he scored 17 points. So his value, yeah. I think if 5... You can't go wrong with that. You know, he's a he's a he's a steady option, isn't need to keep you it competitive? It's you just hope your others hit, don't you?
1: Yeah, and I think he needs a touchdown to pay off his price, but we're running quarterbacks with Dobbs, so I think that might open up some you know, running lanes for him.
0: What do you think about your goal, Tony Pollard this week? Uh
1: I like Pollard. Uh the only the only concern I have is that he's been so inefficient this season. So but if he's ever going to have a good game this year, it's going to be against the Giants, um, and I think Dak's an interesting option as well this week. So I think they're going to look to get Pollard going, because I mean, if the Cowboys really want to challenge for the Super Bowl and you know do well this year, the only you know NFL caliber running back they have is Tony Pollard. So I think Pollard at seven thousand three hundred is interesting. I don't know whether he should be priced higher than ETN, uh, so that might take away some interest. But I think if you're looking for, if you think that Pollard's still a good running back and he's just had some bad luck, I mean, this is the week to get him playing.
0: Yeah, I think it is. I just look Jacobs has been him. Jacobs and Pollard last season both had brilliant seasons, outstanding. This year they both struggled to get going, and uh, we've seen what Jacobs did against the Giants. I think. I think Pollard can do the same, so I'm quite high on him this week. So we'll move to the wide receiver. As we know, I've gone with Goff as my quarterback. It's an obvious choice to stack him with. I'm on St. Brown. 8,300. He's expensive, but five out of the seven games he's played this season, over 100 yards. Touchdowns haven't been the best, but I still think in a high-scoring game, this is a game where he goes off massive. So I really like St. Brown to pair up with Goff. If I'm going to go cheaper, now this is another punt. But when, when when I look at a shootout, I also like to have a player from the other team. And because i spent my money on St. Brown, I'm going to go with the lower end. I'm going to take the gamble on Johnston. 4,100. Now he had two targets against the Jets the other night, you know, he, he hasn't been good, really, as he? he hasn't been. We thought when Williams went out, he'd be the clear wide receiver too. Josh Palmer got that. He got injured. His targets are still low, but it could be a breakout game. It's, I think it's going to be end to end. I think the running backs are going to get. I think it's all going to be in the air this game. So, uh, yeah, a lot, like quite a like lot. Quiddy Johnston for this one.
1: Yeah, I think uh, he's an interesting option. Definitely. I obviously like Amon St. Ra because if he has a big game, it's often like that Goff has a big game. He's got already quite a few over 100 yard games. So, three last games he's played, he's had over 100 yards. Uh, so, that put there in the bank 100 yards for him, six, seven receptions at minimum. If he gets a touchdown, you know, he could be the high scoring receiver on the slate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like T. Higgins, 6,500 against the Texans. They had a tough matchup, but T. Higgins is somebody when he goes off, he really does go off. So we saw him last week go off. He had 22 points. Uh, he's the kind of guy that can get you earlier this year in week two against the Ravens. He had 28.9 points. So he's one of those players that you can really uh, break the slate, and he has that ceiling. So I prefer him to lot the players around his price range. The other ones uh, I like for this week, I do like, uh, as a lower of a punt option, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is playing against the Browns, 3,800. And hear me out here. I mean, he's had seven targets, four targets, and seven targets in his last three games. So he's averaging about five and a half targets a game. Last week, he had seven targets, five receptions, one touchdown. So that's fifteen point six points. Um, so I think for that cheap price tag, somebody that's going to be on the field a lot, targeted by a good quarterback, I think it's a good punt option. The other one I keep my eye on is Jaden Reed for the Packers. If uh, Christian Watson isn't playing, I think Jaden Reed's an interesting option. Uh, we've seen him get close to twenty points already once this year. And they do spread the ball out. Jordan Love does. But Jaden Reed's a good uh, little wide receiver. So I think there's a lot of interesting cheap options. And you can add Noah Brown that had an absolutely nuclear game uh, last week into that mix as well. So I think there's going to be lots of interesting wide receivers to pick pick at this week. So it's going to be actually harder to trim your player, player pool and figure who you want to be in your lineup and who you don't want to be than many other weeks.
0: Excellent. And now we move to my least favourite position, tight end. And I had a stinker this week. I'd, I've actually come in off two or three good weeks at tight end with Michael Mayer. Three points. It killed me. <laughs> so this week, looking at it, I kinda, I'm i still not sorted on tight end. I really don't like it. Um, I, As it stands, I'm looking at Dylan Parham at 3,200. Now he is touchdown dependent, but this is a game I see plenty of touchdowns in.
1: You mean Donald, not the offensive lineman.
0: Yeah, that So yeah, so that's where I will be taking my gamble at tight end on just in you know, a high scoring game. They do like him in that red zone, don't they?
1: Yeah, they do. He's a kind of a basketball frame, so he gets those contested catches.
0: Yeah, so yeah, that's that's where I'm going.
1: Yeah, I think um uh... So the ones I like this week, I like Hawkinson, 5,000. He's cheaper than Taysom Hill, Laporta, Kittle, and Andrews. Uh, I don't think Josh Stubbs is a massive downgrade on Kirk Cousins. I mean, Cousins is definitely a better quarterback for Buffle Fantasy purposes. Uh, it will be interesting to see if Jefferson comes back. If not, Hawkinson at 5,000 will be a really interesting option. Uh the other ones I like this week I like Chig uh, who's three thousand playing against the box. Uh, as we said, the box do invite a lot of uh, passes, at you know, and they do give up points against the tight end. So we saw last week what Dalton Schultz did. He hasn't got going this season, but I do think uh, you know his average five targets will 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 leverage on the centre. He has that yak ability. So I do think this could be a week where he goes off a very cheap price tag. But again, tight end of over wasteland. So what can we say?
0: Yeah, I do I do actually like the Chig pick. I did I did consider him um just because I think the Titans offense now has changed from the running game because they've got a quarterback with a big arm. So you're gonna see him throw the ball a lot more. So yeah, I do like Chig. So we'll move to DSTs now. I have two picks for this because there's a couple of teams I like. I like the Cowboys. I think, what are they, 4,100? Yes,
1: 4,400.
0: 4,400, but they'll be playing De Vito. They made Raiders D. Like, I think we made more interceptions and sacks in that one game than we've done all season. Yeah. So, you know, he's bad. He's not a good quarterback, and I'm shocked actually because today we just seen the news that it looks like Wentz is going to the Rams. Yeah, Danny Jones is. The rumors are he's done for the season. He is done. Uh, this season. So, what's what's Tara Taylor's injury looking like? I think he's out
1: for a few more
0: weeks. I'm I'm really shocked they haven't gone and grabbed Wentz. I think it's the cap-proof thing. So yeah, so for all me... the money
1: is tied into Danny Dimes.
0: So yeah, um I really don't I just don't like that giants offense. So uh I just think you know how good Cowboys D is as well. Like, yeah. you know, the top five D. I just think it's a bit of a no-brainer. The other one I'm on the fence with because I'm not sure what's it is Coyle Murray definitely back this week? I don't
1: think it's confirmed, but potentially, yes.
0: So if Coyle Murray doesn't play, I like the Falcons because Clayton Tune's is not a good quarterback.
1: No, I agree.
0: And you you seen like you they'll be able to make like Falcons D is pretty decent, really. So um, I, I think they can make lots of mistakes, interceptions from the, like the Cardinals haven't even got proper running backs. You know, like they've just got nothing. James so...
1: Connor might be back this week, though. Who's that? James Connor.
0: Yeah, but you know, James Connors he's more your know, red zone running back, isn't he? He's not gonna put the Yeah, yard. I think
1: the only the only worry is if Kyler Murray isn't back, are they gonna allow Clayton to even throw the ball? Or is it gonna be a bit like Danny DeVito against uh when he played against uh, the Jets and they didn't allow him to throw the ball at all?
0: So yeah. But, that, but, that that is one I do like. Um but I think I'm more cowboys this week.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Cowboys is the standout option. Uh, I think there's a few good ones. I like the 49ers against uh, the uh, Jags at 3,600, mainly because it's a good defense. He has vulnerabilities, but they can get some pressure on the quarterback. Uh, And then the other one is the Bengals against the Texans. Uh, Stroud doesn't turn the ball over a lot, but I think Bengals are interesting at that price. Uh, and it's sort of a bet against the game script. So if you can get Mixon with Bengals D, that's an interesting uh, pairing. Um, A few other ones that I think are decent. I think the Jags are interesting at 2,400 against the 49ers. Maybe with Brockford, he's been turning the ball over a lot recently. So I think that might be an interesting uh, matchup, and the Jags have a decent defense. So, yeah, I think it's another interesting pairing.
0: Yeah, I think this week there's a lot more options on the table for you, isn't there?
1: Yeah, and I mean... I think that's in a lot
0: of positions.
1: Like the previous few weeks, one of the things you kind of have to monitor is, well, the, you know, who's going to be the backup QB and who's not going to be. Even, you know, even if you think about the Vikings against Derek Carr, I mean, Carr does throw the YOLO ball a lot and the Vikings splits a lot, so... Even the Vikings are moderately interesting for that reason.
0: Yeah, well, I look forward to it. And everyone, thanks for listening and make sure you get entered into our league this week. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Rika. Thanks. See you all next week.